Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Last week, Mark and I talked to you about things that matter. <clears throat> and I know uh, that was a blessing to us. I, I just love uh, going through these lists myself and, and we talk about them a lot in our devotional time. So it's a blessing to us. I hope it was a blessing to you. And uh, as Mark said, we could keep that list going for a while. So we might circle around, back around to that later. This week, we want to talk a little bit about some things we can know for sure. You know, in this world we're living in, we get all kinds of information, and a lot of it, most of it, is presented to us as um, definite for sure facts, but we've learned um, that that's not always the case, and there's a lot of confusion because of that. But we know one thing. We know that there are many things we can know for sure because God has told us we can know for sure. So we're going to talk about some of those things this week. And before we get started... Um, I want to just take a minute to say thank you to those of you who have given feedback on our Theopraxis class that we had back in March. Um, at the conclusion of those weeks, we talked about coming up with something to do going forward, a way to study the Bible, uh, even going forward maybe more often than twice a year. So I've been working on that, and just in the last few weeks, I've gotten some definite green lights on a time and a place, and I'll be getting with you on that. I'm trying to sketch out a calendar that I think would work, hopefully, for most of us. So thank you for all your feedback, all your encouragement, and you should be hearing soon via email or text message. We'll try to keep you posted, those of you who participated last time, on what we have to offer going forward in the future. So thank you for your participation and for your feedback as well. And look forward to what God's going to do in that. Now, things we can know for sure. You know what? You can Google uh, things we know for sure. And amazingly, you'll get several lists, books, articles, all kinds of things. Unfortunately, a lot of those things um, are lists that are created by very imperfect humans who uh, don't base their list necessarily on any reliable authority, but maybe on their personal experience. And in some cases, it could be that these are humans who are putting out some things that are supposedly facts, maybe for their own nefarious purposes. I don't know. I'm not accusing anyone. I'm just saying there, there's so much contradictory information out there. But you know what? Contradictory facts are not new to us, are they? Mark and I have been sitting here today watching the skies because we have an activity planned later this evening and wondering if it's going to rain. So early this morning, we were looking at our little apps, and the app said, no, it's not going to rain. It's going to be cloudy, but it's not going to rain. Just 10% chance. Well, you know what? It's been raining for the last couple hours. So uh, meteorology is a very um, volatile set of facts that are being interpreted as the day wears on. And I think the truth of the matter is, very much like the weather, we live in a world where, for the most part, facts are being um, manufactured, interpreted, and changed um, on an ongoing basis, much like those affecting the weather. So let's talk about, um, first of all, let's talk about some things that we don't know and why. And um, I want to take you to an unusual place maybe, but Deuteronomy chapter 29, which is towards the end of a book where um, Moses is setting down all the people that have the Israelites who have gone through the wilderness for 40 years. And uh, these are the ones that have survived and they're about to go into the promised land. And he needs to go over some history with them and give them some instructions. He repeats the, the law, the, the code of uh, civil law and spiritual laws, ceremonial laws, all those things. He's spelling out for them again. 
And then he tells him about some things that are going to happen in the future. He actually gives him prophecy, a lot of prophecy in the book of Deuteronomy. Um, but uh, as he's doing all that and he's bringing this to a close, he makes this statement. Moses says, the Lord our God has secrets known to no one. Okay, I think we all suspected that, didn't we? Anyway, after all, how can he be God who created this whole universe and put us in it, our little finite human brains, if he doesn't know way more than we do? And in fact, that he has secrets that no one knows but him. That's That seems understandable. So what he says next is even more important for us to know, I think. He says, the Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them. I'm so glad to know that. We're not accountable to know or understand or even spend any of our brain power on these secrets that God has that no one else knows. That's okay. That's a relief. I'm glad he's God and I'm glad he knows. But Moses goes on to say, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us. Now he goes on to reference the particular instructions he's given them, but the, the broader truth of that applies to us today. God doesn't hold us accountable for what he has not revealed to us. Um, there's nothing more frustrating than a parent or some authority figure who's changing the rules um, uh, arbitrarily and holding those people under their authority to rules that, that are unclear or contradictory or change day to day or hour to hour. That wouldn't be fair. And neither would it be fair for God to hold us accountable for those things that he has not revealed to us. But what he has revealed to us, he holds us accountable for. So <clears throat> those are some things we're going to talk about, things he's revealed to us that we can know for sure that we're also accountable for. So that's some of the things we want to talk about uh, this week. Now, <clears throat> you might say, well, exactly how does God reveal himself to us? Um, primarily three ways. God reveals himself through creation. Um, and we won't spend a whole lot of time here, but, um, you know, even in Romans chapter 1, the Bible says, For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things that he's made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. So just the creation is such a testimony to God and who he is. Um, uh, that's the first way, one of the primary ways that God reveals himself to us. The creation itself should cause us to cry out to God who made all this. I need to know you and need to know uh, what you ask of me and what my relationship is to you. The second way that God reveals truth to us or reveals himself to us is the scripture. Now, when we, boy, I wish... Um, and I'm not even qualified to go here, really. But the scripture itself is such a miracle, and, and it's so rich. And that's why I love the little little bit that I get to share that that has been shared with me throughout my lifetime. That I like to share with others of the the miracle itself of the scripture of the Bible as we have it and as we know it, and of the history of the Bible and what it is and where it came from and what it means to us. But the most important thing that this scripture means to us is that it is a divine revelation of God himself and of his son. And then the third way that God reveals himself is through Jesus himself who came in the flesh. So um, there you have it, the three things. What is the one truth I would like for us to walk away with today that I know we can know for sure? God can't be canceled. 
Maybe your favorite broadcaster has been canceled. Maybe the articles that you like to read have been censured. Maybe, maybe whatever it is that's meaningful to you, you feel threatened right now because of the culture that we're living in and the powers that seem to be um, getting stronger and stronger that are directing our lives and restricting our lives um, and, and what we can see and what we can read, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the thing. No matter who's in power, I can guarantee you that God cannot be canceled. What he's doing can't be stopped. What he's saying can't be silenced. Who he is has the the powers that be, the, the evil one who is working his way through so many people, they have no power over who God is and the fact that he's eternal, the fact that he's not going anywhere, the fact that his plan is going to be carried out no matter what they try to do. He can't be canceled. His plan can't be canceled. It can't even be it can't even be postponed. He's right on time. Who he is will not change. What he says will not change. Our God is an eternal, all-powerful God who cannot be changed or canceled by the, the powers of this day. So I hope that encourages your heart today because you know what? We need him. We need him because he is our creator, he's our protector. He is our salvation. He's our future. And we need him to stand strong. And he is. Let me just leave you with one scripture that I, I hope will encourage your hearts. Whether whether you're sitting in a hospital room today or in a prison cell, whether you're facing financial challenges or relationship challenges, whether your heart's broken or maybe your heart's happy over events that are going on in your family. Maybe you've got a, an exciting trip that's about to happen and you're excited about the future. Wherever uh, Noah's window finds you today in your life, I hope these words will encourage you. I want to take us to the book of the Revelation, and let's take a look into the future, a look into the future that the, the media won't share with you because maybe they haven't looked here, but we can look here. And um, remember that this is a revelation that uh, the Lord gave to John the Apostle. He's recording it for us. And the beginning of chapter 21 starts out saying, Then I saw, and this is John, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. And let's look at this one. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. One more little passage here. And the one sitting on the throne said, who's going to be sitting on the throne? Do you know? Let's read on. Look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down. For what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Something we can know for sure. Okay? And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So if you haven't already figured it out, this is Jesus talking. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God and they will be my children. Now, there's something to put a smile on your face. That time is coming, and we can know that for sure, because we know that our God can't be canceled. He's eternal. 
He's right on time with his plan. And uh, whatever power base, you know, our, our, our culture's lining up under particular power bases and, and, and senses of righteousness, whatever they are that this world has to offer. Um, but let's line ourselves up under the eternal God who can't be canceled, whose kingdom is coming soon, and who holds in his hand not only all the power, but all the blessings that he's looking to share with us in the future. So um, let's let's think about and talk about this week, things we can know for sure. And I hope that will be an encouragement to your heart today. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Father, we're so thankful that we can know for sure that you are still God and that no matter how powerful the evil one gets in our world today, that he can't shut you down and he can't cancel you, can't even slow you down. So thankful, Father, that you're so busy at work. But for those that are watching Noah's Window today, those that are listening, I know out there are many people who are hurting because of different situations in their life. And I just pray that even today you would make yourself present in their life, that you would intervene in their circumstances, that you would direct people across their path that could encourage their heart and comfort their heart. And I just pray that you would... um, Wrap your arms of love around us. Draw us close to you, Father, in these difficult days. And remind us of the certainties, the things we can know absolutely for sure that will guide us through and take us into the future that you have planned for us. And we're going to thank you for all these things, Father, and give you all the praise and all the glory. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to talking to you again tomorrow about things that we can know for sure. God bless.